very good morning to you. Welcome on into um, today's programme. If you want to get in contact with us, we'd like to hear from you uh, today. And you can do so straight away to 086 if you want to get in contact with us. I have a comment uh, just has come in there, which I'm going to give it to you in two seconds there. Um, I'll give it to you in two seconds. I'll give it to you now, so I will, um, because I can do so. Hi, Keith. Two applications refused on land that I own beside my mother's house where I grew up in Barna since 1978. Uh, I went to school, communion, confirmation, married, and three children in the local school also, all in Barna. Me and my wife, we work in Galway. We were refused by planners um, on, with no expertise in effluent treatment despite passing two rounds of tests by engineers. And a hydrologist report as well. There is no consistency to what planning is granted and what is refused. Seems to be down to the individual planners feeling on the day. I tick all the boxes, but yes, they say no. I'm going to reapply shortly for the third time, so I'd appreciate if no details were read out, as I have no trust in the planning process in Galway. And it just goes on then from there. And really and truly, it's it's, it's hard to read and it's tough to read, so it is, uh, for the people in question. Uh, but it's very stressful, I would think, on the family in question as well. Now, though, let me move on today because I want to go to the Brown Roundabout. Uh, Mike, uh, Councillor Mike Cupboard, morning to you. Morning, Keith, how are you? Good. The Brown Roundabout is at the back gate of uh, University Hospital Galway, correct? That's correct, yeah. Uh, do you want to phone a friend or go 50-50? Because it's an absolutely deadly uh, roundabout, so it is to get on and get off. And you're very concerned about pedestrians as well. Yeah, this is something Kate, that goes back to June 2015 that I, ra- I raised first with the council that it was a serious issue of uh, concern in, in the locality with the number of pedestrians and cyclists to come down from west side of Newcastle and to cross over at the back of, say, Cora Park, uh, Carby Road there. And people have crossing over to the college, to the hospital, post office, the shops and so on. It's, it's, a, it's a massively busy junction. And I've said it all along for many years that if you're driving a car and you're entering the roundabout, you're naturally looking to your right-hand side to see traffic coming on the roundabout. Yeah. But you don't see the pedestrians coming out on the left. There's, there's, a, there's a walkway at Cora Park there, which we got a bit of work done before Christmas, cutting back the hedging. But there's a walkway there, people come out, and naturally, it, it's a natural desire line of pedestrians, but yet the, the cars don't look and see them, and it's a massive, massive issue. So thankfully last evening we got progress once and for all to move on and put a junction in there. So can I just take you through where my understanding of what we're talking about so if you're a car driver and you're coming down past the West Side Church there on the left-hand side, then you come to the community centre and then you're coming towards the roundabout there and the bus lane comes to an end. So what you're saying is there's people coming from the Corrib Park side on the left-hand side and they're running across in front of traffic uh, twice, not once, twice. That coming from the west side and those indeed going towards Nocte Car on the other side as well. Correct, yeah. So I, again, as you said there, it's not just once, it's twice. And it, it's the figures that the consultants were appointed recently, and, and the figures show an average of a 1,000 pedestrians a day crossing over there, which is massive numbers. And further into their detail, the, the data that they brought back from the consultants was every single hour of the day, no matter if it was 7 in the morning or 7 at night, it's busy. And they've, they've proven in the report given to us last night at the council that it is warranted a, a, a token crossing there to ensure we get pedestrians and cyclists across safely. Because again, all you have to do, Keith, is stand there for five minutes and watch yourself. Like people take their life in their own hands, dashing across there, and you've got elderly people getting across the post office. As I said, you've got people for hospital appointments, 
many, many students crossing over for the college coming down from Newcastle and just in general public crossing over. It's not safe. So I, I said hallelujah last night, to be honest, when I saw this before us and finally been agreed because I've mentioned it at every single transport meeting for, till the cows come home for the last eight years. And finally last night we got agreement to now go on a non-statutory public consultation and move on. The funding is there to move on and I once and for all deliver this crossing. But I mean, it's going to be, first off, during the works, it's going to be mayhem. We know, we saw what happened out at the Martin roundabout, so we did. That's out of the Goldberg Clinic. Is that the Martin? It is, I think. Anyway, I get confused. It is, yeah. Um, mayhem there. Secondly, I mean, it has to be one of the busiest junctions in the country, never mind the county. And how is, I mean, it's a five-leg junction that it's going to be. How is that going to work? Well, I suppose the longer-term plan of the roundabout is, is like all the roundabouts in the city. This was agreed before my time, even on the council, that the roundabouts would be changed to signalised junctions. And the brown was always one of the last to be done. So that's further down the line. But again, this this is like, I suppose, as, as the director said last night, this is stage one of that overall junction being made safer. So what, and it is a five-arm junction, is, so it's not, it's not straightforward. And look, there will be a bit of disruption as it's been done. But ultimately, and I keep saying this, we, and anyone that uses the junction on a daily basis will know, you, you cannot wait and wait and wait until there's a fatality and all of a sudden you have to act. I think we have to be a bit more positive here. Yes, there might be a bit of disruption during the process of putting in the, the junction, but in the longer term, it's going to make it safer. And obviously then, down the road, when you've got the, the, the junction, the hospital is busy, you've got the junction of, of the old Seamus Cork Road, people come back out onto the bridge, it is a massively, massively dangerous junction that has to be made safer overall. Okay. So are you at, stage one, me- at stage one, this one will make people safer crossing over from the, the west side of Newcastle side as, as stage one. So what is stage one then? So stage one, what, what we're talking about this morning then, because I'm confused, you're not talking about taking out the whole junction, you're talking about temporary works to make it safer. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So the, the, okay. the longer term plan is take out the whole junction. Okay. That's the longer term plan yeah, yeah. In, in, the pro, in, in, this, in the scheme of things with all so the roundabouts. So what's the short term plan then? How is that going to work? Take me through how that's so going to work. So short term plan is, at the moment, you come out of the back of Cora Park or come down the Thomas Hines Road from, say, where Ordnan Road is there and, and the entrance to Cora Park. If yeah. you come down there, you get to the end of the road, you have to cross over the lane of traffic coming from my side, as you just described a few minutes ago. Yeah. Then you get to the, the, the island and if you cross over again, people entering, uh, coming off the roundabout, heading up towards North Dakota, Yeah. And that's not safe. And at, at so the moment, what you have, as, as I said, it, it, it's, it's deadly. And you've got people there crossing no, over, we, as I said. We, we accept that. But what's going to go in there? What's going in there will be a token cross. So pedestrians cross into allow pedestrians and cyclists cross have priority to cross there. So traffic coming will have to have to yield to allow people to cross. Okay. As of as of now, they don't. So as of now, if you're approaching that junction as a, as a driver, your natural view is to look to the right hand side to that's see right. what traffic is on the roundabout. Yeah. But you don't look left to see the pedestrians and cyclists coming out of the, of, of the walkways. And that's not safe. No. So again, again, the council agreed last night to go to a non-statutory uh, public consultation. So people can have their say and the schools up there and so on. There's many, many people using that junction will have their say. And anyone I've spoken to in the last few weeks and months on this and years, for, in fact, have always said it has to be made safer because you have people dashing across to the post office, as I said, to many hospital appointments at the college and so on. And they are taking the life in all okay, hands. But, it's but, not but, a small little stretch. It's, no, a, it's, it's a long stretch of road to cross. Yeah, but why don't you put, why is there not a footbridge put in from Cara Park uh, to the back of the hospital gate there? Why not just put a footbridge in, temporarily put a footbridge in there and alleviate this? Because tra- traffic is going to get worse because there's so, if there's a thousand people going across that, it's going to cause mayhem from a traffic point of view because traffic will have to stop for the safety of the pedestrian and cyclists going across it. Why not the footbridge? Well, it's a fair point. And look, footbridges, I've asked and many more at the time, 
recommended four bridges for the current roundabout. I, I, I voted against the current current roundabout. I think it's a disaster. But and again, at the time we mentioned four bridges, there we were told there was cost issues and there was safety issues and there was potential anti-social issues and all this nonsense put in before us. Again, th this idea for this junction was put out. And again, this crossing, is, as I say, is, is a temporary measure in my view. The longer-term overall plan for the for the roundabout and the junction will come back before council again. And that's when I believe we can look at footbridges and proper infrastructure that's long-term and sustainable to, to deal with the issue long-term. But there's no point putting a footbridge in now and then going back and change the whole junction again in a year's time. But I believe for, for now we've got to get in and get safety measures in place first and foremost to get people across the junction in the short-term measure. And then, yes, you're right, 100% look at the bigger measures and longer-term measures down the road. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I see the safety issue because there's. Um, I come in there some mornings. I come. I normally come in the N50, but some mornings I come in, and there's, there's a girl comes out of, um, and she has a job to do. God bless her, but she comes. I've seen her four or five or six times, um, but she comes from the the Cora Park side. She's obviously parked because there's a lot of people park in and around Cora Park there. The hair is wet, and she's running in a blue uniform right across, and she just keeps running. No, she has to because she has to get to work, um, but it's not safe. No, and that's the key. Look, we can talk about, uh, I suppose, the longer junction and the longer term plans, but the key there is, as you said, it, it's not safe and, and it's not sustainable. And, no. and I suppose, as, as I said, this has gone on for many, many years. Uh, June 15, I raised this last, or first, sorry, and I've raised it at every transport committee. I've driven director after director daft about this. And again, finally, and, and, and thanks to the director for bringing it back last night before council, it's now gone forward for this consultation. To, so if people have their say, and, and some people have said to me since last night even that, well, you should move the crossing further up towards the community centre site but again the, the report tells us clearly that the, 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 the desire line is people won't go up there they won't go up there so so the consultants go out and do their work and the experts tell us that the desire line is where the walkway at the back of Car Park is or, or people come down Thomas Hines Road from up in the Newcastle area come down say from the old Westwood the desire line is to cross there at the junction to get to the hospital or the college or so on so people won't go up the road 40, 50, 60 yards to come back down again the far side so uh, putting a junction up there or crossing up there in my view and in the view of the experts will be a failed exercise to deal with the problem because people won't go up there Forget the desire it. line Just, is where they pointed it out so but there is what a, we have to do now there, is there is a pedestrian crossing so there is up there uh, close there to Monan's yeah. Garage there and the, the old Irish Motors there so there Absolutely, is a pedestrian yeah, crossing say, there yeah. so why would you bother going up there why would you be stupid enough to say that Anyway, no, well, look, I don't look, mean people, you, but... People, I, have their, look, people are entitled to their opinion, and they, are, they can put the submissions in. But, but again, people, as I said, over a thousand people a day on average use the junction. They're not going to come down the road, go up 50, 60 yards to cross over to come back down again. The desire line is there at the back of the roundabout where the people cross over a thousand times a day. That's where the problem is. That's where it's not safe. That's what we've got to deal with. That's what we're going to do now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just to give you some of the comments that have come into us uh, today, just that are there with us as well. Um, sorry, bear with me. The screens are absolutely jumping today, I have to say, so you have to bear with me. Uh, Keith, no it's, it's, it's uh, such a danger to all of us. Uh, we're playing a dangerous game crossing. Some drivers will stop. Please help. And that comes from Stella in Newcastle to us uh, today. Uh, great news on the new pedestrian crossing in Newcastle. Major issues crossing the N59 near Busher Park Church and Dangan pitches also especially with speed increasing uh, recently, so dangerous at the moment. That needs to be looked at too. Yeah, I, I saw somebody, and I know there was a tragedy in 2022 uh, near the Dangan pitches there, but a, a lady ran across in front of me last evening uh, f coming from the Inuit Galway pitches there in Dangan, getting over to the Dangan side, uh, ran across in front of me, and except I was going awfully slow, she, she was... She could have got hit. So th I, th I think we need to look at right across the b board, by the way, um, Councillor covered it. Pedestrian crossings, uh, somebody else said, Keith, that crossing is extremely dangerous. It has got to be sorted once and for all now. 
So th- there's a lot of support. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. No, I, I know there was, there was a report before last night on the the uh, annual delivery plan for next year, which or for this year, which includes the N59 and a crossing there. So that that the, the caller there is correct. It's, it's unsafe there, and we will deal with that as well. Um, but and again, I think the consensus from your callers there, Keith, is, is right and correct. Yeah. Everyone recognises this junction is not safe. It's it's not just a small bit of road you're crossing. It's 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 dangerous twice. And as I said, it's the pinch point where the issue is, and people won't go up the road to come back down. So we got to act and deal with the issue that's that's there now before us. It's not safe, and that's what we're doing. Uh, Keith, coming to the Brown Roundabout uh, last week, I witnessed a double-decker bus cutting out in front of a cyclist. The cyclist had to throw himself off his bike. In the process, he broke his glasses and cut his face. So yeah, I think there's the, there's cross there's a, a huge amount of. Um, support there and uh, former Councillor Nolan said why not have an underpass for pedestrians and cyclists which could be open from say 7am to 8pm with security cameras and have this in uh, the Newcastle uh, area uh, as well so is that something that could be looked at Mike an underpass? Again, yeah, look, again, I, I think all these ideas, underpasses and overpasses, need to be on the agenda for the longer term plan of the junction that, that will go down the road uh, when the roundabout project comes before us. Um, but again, if I go back to the council now and say, right, we have the funding from the NTA, we have the plans in place, designs done, with consul- consultants on board, we're ready to go. And if I go back and say, let's bring in underpasses and overpasses, you and I both know we're going to be 10 years on the road again. Yeah. So I, I think what we have at the moment now is something that's going to make the pl- junction safer for many, many people who use it and let's make it safer now and when we're looking at the longer term plan for taking out the roundabout and making it a signalised junction well then let's look at it a bit more a bit more of a thought process than we put into the last few roundabouts and look at overpasses and underpasses so it doesn't do the issue that, or it doesn't do the the bringing the issues that you said a few minutes ago by slowing down traffic it, it makes it easier to use for, for pedestrians and cyclists but also keeps traffic slowing and that, that's, that, that's what you need to get and yeah. again I'm not, I'm not in favour of bringing lights every 100 yards I think it, it, it slows the whole city down so in terms of the brown roundabout, when it comes back before us again as a longer term project, I think mm. yes, overpasses and underpasses have to be considered to keep traffic flowing and make pedestrians and cyclists safer okay. crossing over. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of support indeed uh, for this, Keith. There's an awful lot of pedestrians out there in dark nights with no reflector bibs and uh, it's making life very difficult. Another caller said, uh, Keith, that road is absolutely lethal. It's a disaster waiting to happen. So there's, there's good support for it, uh, Mike, from there. Um, thanks, Lee, for joining us uh, today on the programme. That's Councillor Mike Cubbard uh, joining us there. Is the prayer sister Agnes read out yesterday before she finished her own? Um, we'll check with her. I don't know. And somebody else wanted a copy of it as well yesterday, but we didn't have it. And we'll try and find it. Um, uh, morning, Keith. Can you ask Mike Cubbard, is the money for the footbridge for Uchtarard uh, ready as well? Uh, Mike is a city councillor, so we'll have to get on to the likes of uh, Councillor Tom Welby uh, later in the day. He's tied up this morning, um, but we'll get on to him later in the day and see where the money is for that as well. Now, a very good morning to you. As, um, I'm joined in the studio by Jackie Linsky, indeed, who's head of uh, senior support services with uh, Cope Goldman. She sits up to me and so morning. Jackie, morning to you. How are you? Morning, Keith. Very love, well, love, thanks. Love the hair too. <laughs> Thank love you very much. Love the hair too. This, yeah. is, this is really... John, can we get a photograph of this before she combs it on me all together? Oh. <laughs> Listen, as we, as we get older indeed, uh, you're having a very special event and you want to get people engaged and you want people to get involved perhaps in their... Um, community as well. You're having yeah. you're having a gathering, so you are. Yeah. Um, so look, at, it's no surprise to anybody. We're we're an aging population, and with that comes the need to be age friendly. You know, we, we all want to, I suppose, be assured that as we're moving into our older age, our 
for the people who are already there that um, the quality of life can be good. Um, mm. And who's, who knows better what kind of issues are arising in people's communities but the people who live there themselves yeah. uh, and particularly the people, let's say, in the... I mean, I don't want to put a number on it, but we're pitching this at the over 50s age group. So anybody kind of from the 50s right through to the hundreds, anyone. Um, You're bringing that old, um, kind of pull in to me there if you don't mind, Jackie. Bringing it down to 50 now, you're, you're, you're stretching it now, say, yeah. No, I tell you, the reason here, Keith, is because when we move into our 50s, I think we start to think about what life's going to be like for us when we get to our 70s, our 80s, our 90s, you know, and, and the earlier, the better we start to prepare for that. Mm. And that includes our communities and our neighbourhoods, you know, so I think we all have a role to play here. Um, so wh what I'm here to talk about is um, Age and Opportunity is a national organisation and they have put together this course. It's a short course called Get Engaged and we are bringing that course to Galway and it's an opportunity that doesn't come along very often. Um, so Cope Galway got some funding from the Community Foundation for Ireland. So between the three organisations, this course is going to be delivered in Galway starting on the 27th of February. And for how long? For five weeks, but it's just on a Tuesday morning from 11 o'clock until half one. So it's two and a half hours a week for five weeks. Wow. And what will they learn in this? Yeah. Thing? So this is really um, an opportunity for people who who may have a little seed of an idea. There, there might be something that they want to progress in their community. And it could be as simple as, I'd love to set up a book club. Or I bet there's a few people in my neighbourhood who love to paint and maybe we'd like to get together and have an art class. Or it could be, I mean, even just drawing on your previous conversation there, it could be that there's a dangerous road junction in the community and we're all fed up with it and we actually want to get something done about it. Um, it could be a security issue. You know, you're about to talk to the guards. There could be a safety and security issue for people. It could be anything. Um, and this is really just an opportunity for people to maybe give themselves a little bit of confidence, learn a little bit about maybe how to progress from an idea to something actual um, look you know look at how we work best together as a group um, look at what 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 does age friendly mean what does positive aging mean and yeah. bring it all together and give people a little bit of confidence and know-how so that they might after the course say I think I'll actually do something about that now with some of the other people in my community. So it's empowering them then and it's giving yeah. them confidence to move forward on an issue that they may not it otherwise is. think of getting involved in. Absolutely. And what I do want to say is, look, if there's people sitting there listening to us talking now and they're thinking... Will I, won't I? Like, pick up the phone and just talk to me about it. There's no further commitment. And even if you come on the course, nobody is going to be saying afterwards, look, you came on the course now, really, you need to do something. It's not like that, no. It's just bringing people together, giving them the skills, and who knows what's going to develop. And I, I use the word easily in this word, but it's kind of like a town hall meeting of like-minded people getting them together and just facilitating the conversation. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I think the opportunity even for a group of people to come together over five weeks is lovely now. You know, it's something we're trying to encourage more because, you know, a lot of our learning over the last few years has been online and I think we're yeah. all fed up with the online. So this is going to fed be a little up. bit of fun. 
yeah. light-hearted coming together, a cup of tea and coffee as well, and, you know, meet other people. Mm, like-minded. Yeah. So, no, there's an, I have a number here, I'm going to give it to you, and, but if you want to grab a pen, I'll give it to you a few times as well, and I'm going to leave this in reception, and the number is 86 uh, so it's 86 uh, I give you that again. Uh, there's no charge involved in this. No, no, because we've got the grant um, covered through uh, Community Foundation for Ireland, so there's no charge. And it's going to be in the Murview area. It's be in the Murview area, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. so that's where people have to be able to gravitate to. Yes. And, and again, as you said, it's going to be from 11 to one thirty for five. For five Tuesdays, starting Tuesdays. on the 27th of February. So yeah. there's a couple of weeks there to mobilise. And what type of reaction are you getting or do you expect or have you, are you I mean, numbers wise, are you... I think we'd like to get about 20 people. We probably have about 10 already um, signed up. So, you know, there are spaces for another 10 people. Um, and I suppose really, if, you know, if someone does sign up, we'd like them to commit to the five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but numbers wise, sorry. Is about 20 in total, 20. Kate. Yeah. Oh, my, my screen just adds back again. Uh, so that's why I had to ask you again. Uh, so 20 in total. And yes. again, somebody that mightn't have done something like this before. Yeah. Um, there's no compulsion on them to talk publicly, to Absolutely. even put their hand up. Not, no. Just be part of it, though. J- just be part of the, the, the learning opportunity initially. Like, I think for anything any of us do, we just take it one step at a time. You know, That's and a good way of putting it. Yeah, and, you know, come together, learn and meet new people and who knows where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So the number there is 86 now, if you can't write that down, just call us here on 0917707 and we can give it to them uh, from there. So, you know, more than yourself, you're a long time around. What are you hoping to have at the end of the five weeks? So, two things, Keith. I, personally, I'm hoping that out of the group of 20, there will be some people in that group who would also be willing to maybe be a sounding board for Cope Galway. So, you know, we're always trying to develop services, supports, activities for people in older age. And we'd like a group of people who would be willing to actually give us some feedback about what they are seeing and hearing in their communities. So there's very little commitment there only to be a sounding board. Um, and otherwise, I think undoubtedly out of 20 people who do the course, there will be some people who will have a concrete idea mm-hmm. or they might formulate an idea while they're on the course and they might decide to take that a little step further. But I suppose for so many people um, listening to us today, they all have an opinion. And I'm looking at opinions coming in here every day, so I am. Um, but now they can be part of a solution. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. They can be the solution Absolutely. to the problem. Yeah. So that's what they have to do is get in, just engage and get involved. Exactly. All right. So the number there again, uh, Jackie Linsky, is 86 021 for further details there from there. And you can also email jlinsky at copegalway.ie. And again, it starts on the uh, 27th in the Murview area and again runs from 11 until one thirty for five weeks in total. That's Let it. Let me know how you get on. Some answers. I will indeed, Keith. Thank you. All right, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jackie Linsky joining us in studio. Keith, I uh, don't disagree with the pedestrian crossing, but it's going to make traffic worse.
If you want something to make a mess of Galway traffic, Galway City Council are the ones to call. Just look at the likes of the Menlo Junction and the Galway City Junction. It is an absolute nightmare. Good morning, Keith. I'm listening to you regarding the roundabout off the uh, Seamus Cork Road. I'm wondering why Galway is being discriminated against when we see the massive job that has just been opened in Cork. We need strong political representation with several ministers in the area. Galway is becoming a total car park, so says Mike uh, to the uh, programme today. And uh, Keith, uh, coming to that brown roundabout last week, I also witnessed that double-decker bus and uh, that cyclist. I hope that he or she are in uh, okay shape. And uh, another call has been on to us to say, Keith, I fully agree with the gentleman from Barnum when it comes to uh, planning. It's a disaster when it comes to getting planning permission in the county. And then coming in on the telephone lines, uh, do you know where there are the uh, traffic lights at the former dairy sorted yet? Did you get someone to plug them out because traffic is very heavy? Now, lads, I'm not going up to plug them out. I might send Jackie up on her way back to Cope Gold when she can plug them out uh, from there. Now, then let me go to Gold Gardaí, who is seeking uh, your assistance uh, today. And I want to go to Gardaí Hugh Rogers, who joins me uh, on the line, hopefully today as well. And uh, I'm just making contact with him. Gardaí Hugh Rogers, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. Good, thanks for joining us uh, today. We, we, it's a busy busy one today. I'll get you closer to your microphone there if you don't mind. We're looking at a burglary in court there, um, Garda Rogers, first off. You have full details on it. That's correct, Keith. Keith, uh, Gort Gardaí are investigating a burglary incident which occurred on Wednesday the 7th of February at approximately 2pm at Derry Cowan Gort. Two males were observed acting suspiciously near a house in the area, which was later confirmed to have been broken into. The males are believed to have access to a silver Ford uh, Mondeo, possibly a 2008 registration. Anyone with information in respect to this incident is asked to contact the Gardaí at Gort Garda Station on 091 636 400 or the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 now, quite distinctive there, a silver Ford Mondeo, possibly 2008 reg. Please ring the Guardian Court 0916364400. You're going to have to arrive for the next burglary there. That's correct, Keith. Gardaí and Athen Rye are investigating a burglary that occurred at a residential property on Thursday the 8th of February between 8.40pm and 9pm in the Rafford Kiltulla area where entry was gained to the house by breaking through the back door. The house was ransacked and items were taken from the house. Gardaí are asking for anyone who was in the area at the time and noticed anything suspicious to contact Athenry Garda Station on 091 844 the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 666 And indeed, Keith, if anyone was in around the Rafford area on that particular evening, if they would have dash cam footage that they may feel might be of use to the Gardaí, would they please let us know? Absolutely. Um, we're going as far as uh, Headford for that next... Um, sorry, I'm going to go to Barna Jarrick and Chum uh, for that next burglary, if you don't mind, Gardaí Hugh Rogers. That's correct, Keith. Gardaí and Chum are investigating a burglary that occurred at Carrow Gorm, Barna Jarrick, on Thursday the 8th of February between 4pm and 5pm where a house was broken into and ransacked. Various items of jewellery and a number of laptops were stolen. A white Volkswagen Golf estate was observed by a witness in the area around the time of the break-in and Gardaí and Trum are looking to speak to anyone who may have been in the area around the time of this break-in and witnessed any suspicious activity to contact the Gardaí at Trum Garda Station on 093 
70840 or again the Garda Confidential line on 1800-666-111. Now we'll go to Hedford indeed and uh, again si- similar story here but you have full details for it. That's correct Keith. Gardaí in Hedford are investigating a burglary that occurred at Carol Crow, uh, Hedford on Thursday the 8th February between 11.30am and 6pm. Again, Keith, the method of entry was the, the back door was forced and entry was gained. Various items of jewellery were taken from the house. Gardy and Hedford are looking to speak to anyone who may have been in the area around this time and who may have witnessed any suspicious activity to contact Hedford Guard Station on 093 354 or again, Keith, the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 111. Now you're looking at criminal damage, uh, Gather Rogers, in uh, Ballin Slow there as well. And this is quite specific. That's correct, Keith. Gardaí in Ballin Slow are investigating a criminal damage incident that occurred at Claymore, Ballin Slow, on Tuesday the 6th of February between 2pm and 4.15pm, where the owner of a black Toyota Yaris had parked their car up and up on returning to their car, the owner noticed that the back window had been smashed. Anyone who may have been in the area around this time and witnessed any suspicious activity <coughs> are asked to contact Ballinasloe Garda Station on 096 20560. Now we're coming back into Galway City indeed on presentation road for criminal damage, Garda Rogers. That's correct, Keith. <coughs> Garda and Galway are investigating a criminal damage incident that occurred between Thursday the 8th of February and Saturday the 10th of February last where the owner of a silver Opel Astra had parked their car at Presentation Road in the city and upon their return to the car, they discovered extensive damage had been caused to it. Gardaí and Galway, Garda Station, are looking to speak to anyone who may have been in the area during these dates and times and witnessed any suspicious activity to contact Galway Garda Station on 091 or again, Keith, the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 Triple six, triple one. Now you're looking at criminal damage again in the Ballyban area, but you've got specific details on this too. Yeah, again, Keith, there's a very specific uh, incident here. Gardaí and Galway are investigating a criminal damage incident that occurred at Culture World Estate, Ballyban, on Wednesday the 7th of February at 3.35am, where the homeowner was awoken by the alarm of their car going off. Again, Keith, in this incident, uh, there was extensive damage caused to the car and Gardaí at Gawa Guard Station are looking to speak to anyone who may have been in the area around this time of this incident and witness any suspicious activity to contact Gawa Guard Station on 091 538000 or indeed the Garda Confidential Line on 1800 666 Again, frightening for the family in question there. Please, <coughs> if you can help at all, 091 Now, you're looking for assistance when it comes to a traffic collision, hit and run incident in the Ornmore area. That's correct, Keith. This is a repeat appeal. We we haven't been successful uh, with this incident as yet, but owing to the fact that a, a motorcyclist uh, w- was injured in the course of this, we're, we're anxious to have it uh, have it repeated. So we'll, we'll just give out the details of it. Uh, Gardaí and Ormore are investigating a traffic accident that happened at the Caramonish roundabout in Ormore on the morning of the 10th of January between 7.35 and 7.45 a.m. The vehicles involved were coming from the Crockwell direction where a dark coloured car, again, Keith, there's no better description except it was a, a dark coloured car, 
collided with a motorcyclist, causing them injury. The driver of the dark-coloured car continued on around the Caramonish roundabout and drove off in the direction of Clergalway without stopping. Again, if anyone has any dash cam footage or information in relation to the driver of this dark-coloured car, could they contact Garda Patrick Foley at Ormore Garda Station on 191-388-030 or the Garda Confidential Line on 1800-666-111. And indeed, Keith, if anyone who may have been coming in from uh, Cropwell on that morning may have dash cam that they may feel be of use, could they please uh, let the Gardaí know? Make it available to uh, Galway Gardaí. Now we're looking at counterfeit currency as well. This is this is something I haven't come across for a while. That's correct, Keith. It, it, it does come up now and again, but there's been a number of reported incidents of counterfeit notes uh, being in circulation in recent weeks. There were two reported incidents of counterfeit 50-euro notes being passed in Loch Ray on the 3rd of February and the 6th of February. And there has been a notable increase in such incidents throughout County Galway, indeed. So we'd urge all business people and indeed members of the public to be on the lookout and if they have any doubts, what do you call it, to, to be sure and check it out, Keith. Absolutely. And um, finally, uh, traffic restrictions. You're warning people that there's a major event on this coming Friday evening. That's correct, Keith. It's great to see uh, Galway United back in the Premiership. And this this weekend, Keith, Galway Gardaí would like to remind all motorists that Galway United play their first home match of the season this Friday evening, 16th February at Eamon DC Park. Kickoff, Keith, is 745 just to let members of the public and motorists know, there will be traffic restrictions in place close to the stadium. And Gary would like to remind those going to the match that there is no parking along the Dyke Road. And for all motorists to park legally and not obstruct footpaths or the free flow of other motorists. And Gary would also ask motorists to exercise caution in and around the area due to the large number of pedestrians that will be going to and coming from the venue and we'd urge all motorists not to block up the driveways or entrances to residential properties around the area yeah. and indeed Keith just one thing to point out at the top of Dyke Road where it meets the cooler road heading down to the Menlo Hotel there's no parking around there Keith so we'd urge all motorists to arrive in plenty of time park safely and legally what they call it and to enjoy the match all right, listen, Gartha Hugh Rogers, uh, thank you indeed. A busy week for you and uh, your colleagues as well, but thank you indeed for joining us uh, today in the programme. Again, we'll remind you of that um, event again on Friday. Uh, we'll keep that guard's report and remind you on Friday. Uh, we're coming to you live from Leanand this coming Friday as part of our Out and About uh, series indeed and uh, Community Matters. So, uh, Leanand this coming Friday is where we're going to be coming from, but we will remind you of that. Now, a uh, quick commercial break and we're back and there's a nostalgic 80s night coming the way. Stay tuned. Now, I told you earlier on there's going to be a nostalgic night of 80s music and uh, an event taking place and it's all in aid of the Eastside Community Drama and uh, I'm joined in studio by Jim Ahern and uh, Tanisha Cannon as well. Uh, Jim, good morning. How are you today? Morning, Keith, and how are you? Good. How long was Eastside Community Drama in existence? Well, it was originally our participatory right, yeah, theatre. Yeah, yeah. And then about 1917, uh, 18, yeah. um, the two groups separated to for change and Alla and... Uh, they became um, Eastside Drama. Good on you. And Tanisha, you're, you're organising this, so you're with uh, Jim. 
And um, what, are you, what are you hoping? I mean, first off, it's on this coming and uh, Saturday night, so it is. Isn't that, am I correct there now? I am. Yeah. the 17th of February. It is, yeah. Uh, half nine at night. I know. Are you bringing Jim out at that hour of the night? <laughs> if he comes. We should be wrapped up in our beds at that time of night. Anyway, <laughs> so you're going to have a nostalgic night. What, what are you doing in the Galway Rowing Club? Um, we're having a do that's going to do some uh, 80s music, followed by a DJ. There'll be loads of spot prizes and some fancy dress, if you fancy it. And He always dresses in fancy dress. Um, prizes for the best dress, male and female. Hmm. So, I mean, what are you going to do with the money that you raise then with the East Side um, Community Drama? The money goes back into ourselves in terms of paying for things week to week, like, you know, we got the um, refreshments for tea and coffee and things, and we're able to put on different productions. we got a play coming up here now in May, 17th and 18th. So that will kind of go towards that, you know, costumes and sound and light and the whole lot. And where is, where is that production going to be on? That's going to be in the Town Hall studio. This May coming. Wow, 17th and 18th. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that uh, from there. So we have uh, that to focus on after, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jim, are you going to make an appearance on Saturday night then? You are? Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's not past your bedtime or anything, no. <laughs> it, it, it generally is, Kate, <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I know that feeling sometimes. <laughs> I know that feeling. Um, um, when you say 80s music um, and that, I mean, nostalgia, how is it going to, how's the night going to run then from half nine on? Um, well, doors open at half eight and then at half nine we'll in, we'll do a little speech and then we'll introduce the two to come in and then they will let them take it away. And, they'll, and then it's a free-for-all then, is it? Yeah, party till the night. Yeah, and what time do you finish at? Half eleven? Um, say, they'd probably finish maybe eleven, half eleven, quarter twelve and then we got our DJ on from then. Wow, could be a late night for poor Jim. <laughs> I'm ne- nearly feeling sorry from over there now. Just a little bit. He'll have to bank his sleep. His, um, no, I'll have to go to bed in the afternoon. <laughs> Power nap. That's your business, Jim. So it is all together. If you go to bed in the afternoon, fair play to you. Uh, can, where can they get tickets for this event? Or uh, you can door? get tickets on the night, on the door, or you can go on to uh, Eventbrite and purchase your ticket there. And how much are the tickets? The tickets is €12. Euro on the door or if you buy online use 12 euro plus booking fee okay so it's a good night out for 12 euro yeah yeah, yeah. There'll be, and there'll be a bar and everything and you can you dance can here at Terex's intent bop, t- bop till you drop uh, yeah, from there exactly. yeah exactly and come here to me how, how is the east side uh, community drama I mean uh, do you get any other funding at all then we don't get much government funding now to be honest we, we do get um, we get a grant from the Arts Council and we do get funded from the no, GRE. Sorry, Galway City. That's it. Sorry, the Galway yeah. City Council. Galway City Council. Yeah, yeah. and the GRETB. Okay, so Galway City Council uh, give you a, a small grant. Yeah. And GRETB give you a small yeah. grant. But apart from that, we rely mostly on the subscriptions weekly for that the members pay mm-hmm. and fundraising, which we've had to do an awful lot. And it's hard, especially when we came out of COVID. Obviously, that kind of took a lot out of us in terms of members not coming back. And whatever Af- else. Afraid to come back, I would have Yeah, said. it yeah. really, like, you know what I mean? Some kind of, you know, you get complacent. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, well, I won't go this week and I might go next week and then so on and so on. And then you just. It's, it's that, that was the fear factor. I hope it's, I hope it's, the numbers are well up now. Though, this oh, week. yes, yes, yes. But always, we're always welcoming new members anytime, not a problem. Mm-hmm. As long as you're yeah. over 18. You're over 18. Mm. Uh, and Jim, and do you still love the whole aspect of theatre and that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I think it was a part of me when the, from the time I was a child. We used to do little plays, my sis, sister, brother, and myself. Yeah. Uh, from there on, you know. And you, and you just love it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're, but you believe this, Kate? We're twenty years going now. Oh yeah. This year. Um, this year. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. No, I wouldn't have said that. If you said it to me, I'd have said about ten, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's how quick time goes. Isn't it? That's how quick 2004, time goes. 2004, March. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Well, well done on you. How many members do you have? Uh, we have about 10 members as it stands. Um, but like I said, any time, doesn't matter. You can just come on in if you want to join. Not a problem. And there's always a spot for you. Okay, and where do you meet? And We're in the Ballyban Resource Centre every Wednesday night, half seven to ten o'clock. And... All welcome, really. So give me that again. So you're in the Ballyban Community Centre. Yeah, the Ballyban Resource Centre. Resource Centre. Yeah, at half seven to ten o'clock on a Wednesday night. Okay, so tomorrow night if they want to go, you'll yeah, be there. Yeah, not a problem. There. Will you be selling tickets? No. <laughs> Just come on in and bring your HRs. <laughs> All right, listen, thanks guys for joining us. Uh, Jim, thanks for popping into us. And Tanisha, uh, Gannon, thank you for dropping into us as well. All of this is taking place, so, and it's taking place in the Galway Rowing Club this coming Saturday. Uh, doors opening half past eight. The gig itself starts at half past nine until late uh, from there. And all the money raised will go directly at the Eastside Community Drama Group. And they need the, um, you must be 18 plus, by the way. Uh, and if you want to go to Eventbrite, you can put that in as well, just uh, Eastside Drama Group, and get further details on Eventbrite. Uh, guys, thanks for popping into us. Now, yet to come on the programme, by the way, we are going to go to Trending Matters, indeed, with our colleague, and uh, our colleagues, indeed, uh, today. We're also looking at uh, pancakes uh, today. Joshua Berman doesn't spoke to you about that. Uh, we have Helen from Evergreen joining us on the programme today as well. Uh, she'll be with us uh, shortly. And we have Music Mornings with Tempo Tantrums, indeed. Eva Morris, uh, team leader, and a gang of them are joining us uh, this morning. And uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be a bit of fun. So it is at about 20 minutes to 12. Now then, let's head towards the 11 o'clock news and death notices. We're back just after these. All the comment lines are open. If you want to get through to us, 